0: Talking Illinois High School Football. If your goals are as high as you talk about, tonight's tonight, night you go out and just take one more step. One, two, three, it's a View from the West. And it starts right now. Welcome into View from the West Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong, once again joined by the wooden shoe-winning quarterback. Mitch Stormer. Mitch, how many times did you win the wooden shoe?
1: I won it twice. We won both my junior uh, and senior year. Uh, And I don't know how long it had been since Morrison had won prior to that. Uh, And that would have been in 04 and 05. Um, So, yeah, two times. So, most importantly, like,
0: when your wife introduces you to new people, that, you you know, new family that you don't know,
1: do, do you get introduced as that? Is that part of the intro or...? It should be. I don't know why it's not. I wish I had like a picture or something that I could just hand out to people and there'd be no words exchanged, just a picture. And then, you know, people would understand. (laughs) Is it in your LinkedIn bio or, you know, where (laughs) else? (laughs) It should be under my accomplishments. Yeah, I'll need to update that. That's a tease ahead. This episode,
0: we're talking about rivalry trophies in high school football. And maybe we're going to talk a little bit about some rivalry trophies that should exist that don't right now. Yeah. Maybe some serious ones, maybe some ridiculous ones and and everything in between. But,
1: but, Mitch, are you ready to talk rivalry trophies a little bit later on? We're ready to talk about trophies later on. And and really, you know, we're we're in the offseason now, but it seems like every week we, uh, we get some news that we need to share and talk about. So and here we are once again. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Every week we think, you know, what are we going to do? We're going kind of every other week now at this point. But, you know, every week when we start preparing for it, there's news out there to be talked about. And this week is no exception. Mitch will start with the Lincoln Trail and the Prairie Land Conferences announcing that they're going to merge in football starting in the 2023 season. So they'll combine to form two divisions a small school division and a big school division. So we'll run down the list of teams here. The small school side of things will be Monmouth United, Stark County, Princeville, Rova Williams Field. Anawan-Weathersfield, A-Town. So that's the majority of the Lincoln Trail right there. But they'll be joined by Rushville, Havana, and South Fulton. On the large school side of things, you have Mercer County, Knoxville. That's the only two Lincoln Trail teams that will go over to the large school side, the large school division. They'll be joined by Prairieland teams, Elmwood, Brimfield, Farmington, West Hancock, Macomb, Lewistown, North Fulton Co-op, and I West. Mitch, when you first read this, what was your thought? What was your takeaway?
1: Yeah, it's certainly a, a change. Um, obviously, you're going to see, uh, I look at Mercer County more than maybe the others being, and Knoxville too, but Knoxville came from the Prairie Land, so maybe it's not so much of a change for them, but Mercer County, having played those schools for so long, um, and now they're going to be up against, like you said, the, the Elmwood, Brimfield, the, the Farmingtons, Illinois West, what a game that'll be every year. So, um, you know, uh, circumstances that, you know, we're going to see a lot more often. We're going to see more of this, I think, uh, in terms of, you know, conference consolidations. But, you know, it worked out that that this is going to play out pretty much the same way as it has. Uh, but, you know, we introduced a couple of new teams here to the area, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still see those, some of those matchups that we've been used to seeing.
0: Yep. So the way the, um, the merger will work is, there's 9 teams on the small school side and 8 on the large school side of things. So teams will play one interdivision game per season and then the large division squads will need to find one non-league game per season to round out their schedule cuz they only have 8. So a little bit of an interesting, you know, quirk there because there's going to be some, you know, non-conference games that you got to fill for that large school side and it's not always easy finding that non-conference game can get a little tricky especially when teams are trying to lock up their schedules you know depending on what what time of year your game falls it could be a little interesting but um you know i think for both sides i really like it on the small school side i think it's really good for those small schools to kind of stick within themselves they're not mm-hmm. going to need to go up against schools like Elmwood, Brimfield, Farmington, and even to a certain extent, Knoxville and Mercer County, Mm -hmm. who year in and year out have the numbers. And they're going to be a little bit bigger of a football program. So this kind of protects some of those schools, I think, hopefully in the long run, keeps them in class 1A, rather than thinking about that eight man switch. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with eight man, I don't want to go into a debate like that. But I think for programs that want to try to you know stick with 11 man football this gives them a little bit of a leg up to keep them there you know Mm -hmm. i read a quote from uh, jade nord the head coach at stark county and i think that was his big takeaway was that this really kind of levels the playing field for them they'll be going up against those smaller 1a schools that are going through the same things they are so hopefully they can all stick with 11 man football and in the long run be better for all of them and on the large i think it's good for mercer county and knoxville to get a little bit bigger of a schedule year in and year out because if they are a good football team and they want to have success in the postseason they're going to be benefited from playing a 2a or maybe even a 3a schedule in the regular Mm -hmm. season as opposed to playing some 1a schools throughout their conference schedule
1: yeah to your to your point on that you know Mercer County Knoxville both had first round losses in the playoffs To, to to schools that were uh, obviously, Mercer County lost to Newman uh, in Knoxville. A little bit of a different story having lost to, to Bishop Mack. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're right on right on track there. Also, it's important to remember that there's still going to be, uh, you know, an automatic representative to the playoffs from each division. It's not going to be there's one champion from these, you know, uh, combined, you know, 17 teams. Yep. You're still going to have one, you know, one quote-unquote champ from the small school division, one champ from the large school, and then obviously any of the other qualifying schools. So, Um, you know, it opens up a little bit. Obviously, you're seeing one of the co-champs from from last year, uh, Knoxville, out of the fold. Um, And so, again, you kind of get into more of that, I don't want to say traditional Lincoln Trail because you're adding three more teams and and obviously A-Town is still relatively new. But, um, yeah, I I think just a little bit of a mixture, you know, uh, switcheroo between a couple of teams and this will be business as usual for both these conferences, I think.
0: Yep. You know, looking ahead at the scheduling, The one thing that stuck out to me was A-Town and Knoxville, that traditional rivalry that's happened for years is in question now, Mm -hmm. because I I can't imagine they're going to do the same crossover game every year. So A-Town and Knoxville is not assured to be a game every season anymore, which is a little bit of a downfall. And, you know, that's, that's a rivalry game that should have a trophy. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but, you know, that one hurts a little bit to know that that rivalry might have to go on hold every other, every couple of years.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you know, coming off the game that they just had this past season, you know, they're going to want to be playing that game game again. So uh, like you said, you know, this doesn't start for another year. So, um, and and, yeah, we really don't know what the scheduling is going to look like. Maybe they're going to try and schedule something like that, you know, who's to say. So, um, but as, as some rivalries might go away, we're going to be introduced to some new ones too. So that's exciting.
0: Now the last question here is they have not announced a name for the conference. I think you know that kind of becomes our responsibility, Mitch. So where where do we go here? What do we name this?
1: Boy, this is this is right on the. Uh...
0: <laughs> so I'll. Well, you, I'll you,
1: you, yeah, why don't you start? No, I'll, I'll, I'll try set you up first. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. used
0: to have um. It's probably around the time that you were interning at Channel Six and I was working um for the Highlight Zone. They used to have the West Prairie Trail which was okay. kind of a hybrid conference. That was like a 2014 conference spread out yep. among four divisions, the West Prairie Trail. That name could still apply if it if it doesn't leave a bad taste in people's mouths because it, you know, came and went, you know, a few years ago. But
1: yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first thing that came to my mind was maybe something just combining like, like Prairie Trail Conference or something. There something simple. The, yeah. You could just keep um, it as simple
0: as the Prairie Trail.
1: Yeah. Um, the PT. Yeah, well, what's what's exciting now, Greg, is we have how many nine or so new teams, new uniforms to look at. Oh boy, I was, <laughs> was going to say
0: that might need to be an episode to introduce ourselves and the, to to listeners of you, got you know the, the you new
1: get the, the farmers, the ducks, the bombers all coming in. This is great. This is <laughs> this is the content machine we're looking for.
0: Man, you never, I never thought about it that way, but you started throwing out the mascot first thing I names. Looked at. And, it was the yeah. first thing I looked at when I heard the news <laughs> to see who was coming in. So we'll have some uh, studying to do on the, uh, you know, the new team. Certainly we're familiar with them a little bit, but they haven't yep. come this direction, you know, in a long time. So that—that that is exciting, something to look for. Well, Mitch, we'll kind of stay in the Lincoln Trail Conference. We announced on our last podcast, we had uh, talked about Ridgewood moving to eight-man football. There's more news coming out of Ridgewood. They have hired Pat Elder as their head coach. He's currently the social studies teacher at Cambridge High School. Elder becomes the first head coach for the Spartans' new eight-man program. And Mitch, a lot of people in our area probably recognize the name Elder. He has Mm. a very impressive resume on his own, but the family name Uh, elder in high school football around this area is legendary is huge he's the son of hall of famer john elder legendary alexis cardinals head coach for almost 30 years pat graduated from alexis in 1991 his coaching resume is really impressive when you break down the numbers 133 and 78 over 20 years coaching high school football he led Sherrard from 99 to 05. He led them to a record of 44 and 26. They went 10 and one in 2001 and 2005. That's the last Tiger football team to post a playoff victory. So he brought Sherrard to some heights that they haven't seen in quite some time. So really did good work there. And then he moved on to Richmond Burton from six, from 06 to 16 this is where he really did some dan- he really did some mm-hmm. great work. Led the Rockets to the playoffs 10 times. He had a 4A semifinal in 09, quarterfinals in 2010, finished as the class 4A state runner-up in 2011. So Mitch, you talk about wanting to like make a splash and really have an impact when you start the 8 man program for this Ridgewood program. This is it. This is a name to bring in. He's been there for a year or two as an assistant coach and obviously teaching like I referenced, but this is a big hire for Ridgewood.
1: Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a one-two punch because you're getting, you're getting that continuity with the program that we've seen with a lot of hires this off season, which I think is really going to really going to pay out really well for these programs. But then you're bringing in a very, very, like you said, experienced coach, not just at Sherrard, but at a, at a program like Richmond Burton. Um, and you just named off all of the, you know, the, the accolades there, but they are, the perennial playoff team in four a. So yeah, this is, this is a home run hire, I think. So as, as they're going through changes at the school, new eight man program, I think bringing in a a, a guy like Pat elder is really going to put them on the right foot and uh, they're going to be hitting the ground running.
0: Yeah. I think what really intrigues me is like a guy like elder, who's seen so much football, he's been around and seen a lot of football 11 at the 11 man level to go down to eight man, which is more kind of offensive minded. Obviously there's a little bit more space. I'm really interested to see kind of if that, you know, takes a hold for him and he can really use that to his advantage. You know, if he can Mm -hmm. see some things that he's had success at 11 man and drop that to eight man, and there's just a little bit more space, you can create a little bit more running room or, you know, for those running backs or those real athletes on the field. That's something I'm really intrigued. And I think it, I think it really immediately gives a name to Ridgewood and it gives a name to that part of the state of football in eight man. Whereas the NUIC has really kind of taken it over in recent years. I think this really adds some, you know, legitimate, you know, power to the Ridgewood program.
1: So we've seen programs here that do this, right. They go from 11 man to eight man. um, And they've had success. You look at, you know, teams like Milledgeville uh, teams like Aquin, you know. um, Well, and even closer to the Lincoln trail, West central did it right. Exactly. So uh, again, I think if you're going to be going through that sort of change to have someone who has not only coached there, uh, but is currently, you know, at Cambridge and has the resume that he does, uh, this is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Well, Mitch, we referenced
0: Sherrard. Let's move along to our our last news and note before we get into rivalry trophies, Uh, head coach Brandon Johnston from their Twitter account tweeted at us Sherrard's got some new uniforms going into the fall
1: of 2022. Mitch, you got to look at them. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's nice and clean. Um, yep. You know they 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 suffer a little bit from kind of having a similar look to Mendota within the conference. Um, so I don't know if that plays into anything at all. But uh, but yeah, they just it's still their you know their traditional purple and, and gold and, and yeah sorry and white look um, I don't have it in front of me, but I think they can go purple on purple. They can go purple on white. They can go white on purple and then go yep. white on white. So they do have a combination, which is cool. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they'll throw in a yellow pant there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but what, what remains here, Greg, that's really going to complete the look is we've got to see if they're going to update that helmet. Just, we have to know.
0: Yeah. So I asked, I reached out to, to, to coach and I said, Hey, what's, what's the word on a helmet? And he was a little coy. He didn't have a a definitive answer but it was a, it was a coming soon or a you know we'll see type of thing yeah and I I responded Mitch that there's a committee of two that's ready to step in and be the voice here to what the Sherrard look should be in the helmet yeah. department Mitch you have plenty of opinions where 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 do they what 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 looks best for a Sherrard helmet
1: well I saw one suggestion and I'm not going to repeat who said it or what it was but it was an awful <laughs> suggestion um okay not okay so not good well, re- re- remind me now they just have it is it just shs is that what they have in their helmets now yeah
0: i want to say um they might have just went all purple helmet with a number or maybe it was all yellow with the purple number i think yeah. it
1: was all yellow with a purple number okay yep. um so yeah you you see you know um different types of tiger logos if it's just like the face you know forward-facing you know you could do I wouldn't want it to look like Princeton's you know because the yeah innocent, Princeton's already know.
0: kind of taking the stripes and yeah I, if you
1: want to do stripes you can do it in different ways too I think um mm-hmm. so yeah I again if if maybe he's hiding something from us maybe they have something you know some irons in the fire there but uh maybe we'll get a sneak peek and maybe we'll get final approval on things like that because Uh, I would love to love to know if they're going to change it. And we'd love to see what it's going to look like. Yeah. Well,
0: we, we are open to uh, weigh in and give our opinions and, you know, we're, we're always ready to, to help out any, any football programs that need uniform or helmet, you know, help in in choosing their next look. Yeah. So speaking of helmets, Mitch, Mm
1: -hmm. the
0: Uniview helmet rankings are going to be coming out this summer, maybe later getting, getting closer to the fall football season we're gonna break down the same way we did uniforms. We're gonna break down helmets. So now to any coaches or athletic directors listening, even players, players or fans, you can help us out too. What we're gonna need is pictures. We need to see the most updated helmets from all the programs that we talk about. Cause we're gonna have to, you know, break it down. And the only way we know how is to look at every team and figure out what their helmet looks like, what we like, what doesn't rank up there so high. So I'm excited for this project, Mitch, I, the uniforms yeah. were one thing, but you know, right. the helmet is kind of the, you know, that's the cake topper. That's, that's right. everything.
1: Right. You, you can have a, a great helmet and, and not as good of a uniform or, or vice versa too. So this is a completely separate thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and we'll, you know, we'll, you kind of reference that we'll do it in the summer, you know, we'll give it plenty of time, maybe even, you know, right before the fall starts, that would gives you know, coaches plenty of times to, if they, if they don't want to release it early. Uh, If They're still thinking about it. So we'll wait. We'll we'll wait until the very last second uh, to to hopefully see some new, uh, you know, some new introductions here to the, uh, to the Uniview helmets.
0: Yeah. And certainly, I mean, if they are still making decisions, there are two very qualified individuals that are willing to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, Mitch, let's get into the real reason we're here. Let's talk some high school football rivalry trophies. We started this debate on Twitter about, High school football games need more rivalry trophies. Mm-hmm. In our area, we have Kewanee, Princeton. And then up until last year, we had Morrison and Fulton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Kewanee and Princeton play for a trophy that doesn't necessarily have a name, but it's, and man, it's it's grandiose. It's it's yeah. big. It's yep. It's very impressive to see. It dates back nearly a century, 1926, when it mm-hmm. was initiated by the Kiwani Star Courier. I love yep. it. I love the newspaper, felt the need. And you see that a lot. You read about that a lot in these old rivalry trophies, that the newspaper would be the one to spark that interest. I love it. Yep. So the rivalry goes back to the 1800s, but this this trophy goes back to at least, we think, 1926, Yeah, which is great we posted a picture of it on our Twitter account um, view from West pod on Twitter. It's, it's fun. It's one of my favorite games to cover every year. This past year was great because both teams were very good and it was at Kiwani. Kiwani won it for the first time in I believe five
1: years. Yeah. It's an, it's a neat trophy. It's something that the kids, you know, on both of those squads want to have some pride and want to put their names on it. Want to have that, that little trophy plaque thing with the score and the year yep. on that they want to be a part of that. So yep. yeah, that's, that's a neat trophy. So
0: that, yeah, that one's a fun one. And that, you know, that one is one of the gold standards and then right up next to it, Morrison Fulton is another gold yep. standard trophy. They played for the wooden shoe. It was the wooden yep. shoe bowl started in 1977, but Mitch, you're a Morrison guy. I'll hand it yep. over to you. Tell me about the wooden shoe. And tell me about what you remember about playing for it and just being yeah. around it when you were playing and just in Morrison growing up.
1: Yeah, um, so you know the kind of the, the background on this is that Morrison and Fulton have have really rich Dutch communities um, or, or Dutch history, I should say, between the communities. Um, and, and you know Morrison and Fulton have been playing since 1901, give or take. And so it was, it was right around late 70s. Um, it started when, when Morrison coaches, Gus Linky, who was the AD when I was there. Uh, so Gus and Ron Rolls, they took a wooden shoe (laughs) out of a janitor's out of a janitor's trunk. Of course. Why it was in the janitor's trunk. I don't know if they had permission to get it. I don't know. Uh, and the, the legend is that, that, that Gus Linkey got this shoe, took it home, you know, sanded it, varnished it, polished it up brought it back to school. The shop teacher at the time put it on a plaque and it's, and that, that has been the trophy ever since then. It's the same uh, one. It's the same trophy. Yep. Wow, is the that's original, amazing. It is the original trophy. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a giant wooden shoe. We'll have to post a picture of it on, yep. on, yep. on Twitter. It is literally this giant wooden shoe on a, on an even bigger plaque. And I think there's like a, a football on there. And then the rest of it is just, like we said, those little uh, little plaque name tag things that have the, the year of the game and the, and the final score. Um, and I would think by now it's even on the backside of that trophy. But anyway, this was a big deal. I, I mean, th- this was, this was such a big deal to, to both of those schools. And, and, and like you said, I can, I can speak to it from when I was there and I can only imagine it's still the same now. Um, and I know that because when Fulton won it uh, two years ago, when the rivalry was kind of coming to a, to a pause when they went to the NUIC. You could see in their celebration how excited they were to have that trophy. Um, but it was something when when I was going into varsity, um, Fulton had our upper hand for a couple of years. Um, Fulton was a was better program. And they had, a, I don't know how many years in a row they had won. It, it might only have been three or four, but still it felt like a while. So yep. when we won our junior year, I remember specifically – sprinting from the sideline because our ad it was it was gus lanky he would have had it because he was the ad like sprinting to him and grabbing it and taking it back and we you know everyone was kind of huddled around it just jumping up and down with this thing that with his shoe it's the most (laughs) random thing um and i i think yeah we wanted to we, we retained it my senior year um but it even carried like off the field like we would be at basketball games and when, when Fulton would come to town and, and Fulton, <laughs> Fulton had a number of basketball, that's for sure. Um, but we would find someone who had a wooden shoe in their possession. We would, we would find this, you know, out prior to the game and we would make sure we brought it. And if, if their crowd started chanting some, all we had to do was hold up the shoe and the Morrison <laughs> side would just go nice. Um, so yeah, it, that trophy. And, and really that's really the point of having these rivalry trophies is just the community pride that you get from obtaining it, even something as silly as a wooden shoe. Um, and, and like I said, when, when Fulton won it, and unfortunately that, you know, that matchup has kind of taken a pause. I, I, I don't believe it will be the last time that, you know, those teams ever play each other. Um, but you, you can see an excitement from the Fulton community that they've got possession of that trophy. They're going to have it for a little while now. And uh And it kind of, like you said, it kind of brought up the the topic of this where we wish it kind of existed. It it happens in college and we'll talk you know, probably about that a little bit later on, but we need more trophies, Greg. We need much more or many more trophies in our area. Well, yeah, this
0: was exactly why I wanted to ask you about it because that's it. Like we can create these. You don't have to like fake a rivalry. The rivalries exist all over the place. So right. let's create something symbolic to show that you won that. That makes right. me so excited to know, like, you can say this team has won this trophy. And well, I think, and it's yeah.
1: And it, it, think of if I don't know that it ever happened much in, in a Morrison Fulton type of situation, but think if if it was if neither team was was playing for a playoff spot, right? Like, this is what you played for. You, you weren't in contention for the conference title. You weren't going to go into the playoffs. Like, this is what you had. This is an <laughs> a obtainable thing that you could hold in your hands. And it meant more than your record. It meant more than a lot of other things that happened during that season. Um, so now the flip side of this too, Greg, is that, one, I don't think every rivalry game needs one. Cause I don't want it to be like overblown or, or you know, that there's way too many. Sure. Um, but and, and, and a second point, I guess, is it has to kind of have some sort of meaning. I don't want a UCF UConn situation <laughs> where they just make one up and it's like called the civil war or something. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Google search, yeah, Google search, UCF UConn trophy. And you'll, the, you'll see wor- what we're talking about. It's the worst
1: thing in the world. There's got to be, like, if it's, if it's bad blood, if it's just, if there's history between the two communities, like I said, Morrison-Fulton, you know, two Dutch communities, um, you get the shoe. Kewanee-Princeton, obviously, uh, just just playing as neighboring schools. So, um, you know, it, it has to be some sort of substantial reason why the trophy exists. So um, th- that would be my concern. One, there's too many. And two, they don't really mean anything. But yeah. I think some things that we'll talk about here uh, there's plenty of reason to have one. And so it, it'd be cool to see. Well, the
0: other trophy that is always kind of the mystery is apparently in the Western Big Six, Moline and United Township, obviously East Moline, they had a trophy years ago. Yeah. And it's been lost or it <laughs> was lost and then found, but they yeah. never really, they've never like brought it out or like used right. it or celebrated with it. So my, my call to action here for coach Morrissey and coach Welch is yep. find that trophy. Let's get yep. Moline and East Moline playing for a trophy every year in the Western big six. We need that. Everybody needs that.
1: I, I, we're going to talk more Western big six in a minute. And I saw an article that was talking about kind of rivalries. And I think it was the Galesburg AD. I don't know if it still is now. And I don't want to name names in case of this, but I think the, the comment was the Western big six doesn't need rivalry trophies because every game is a rivalry and every game is big, which I understand that, but I don't like that. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, and take what you said, Moline and UT, Moline, East Moline. There, There is, that is, as much of a reason as you need, would, would Moline and Galesburg work? Maybe not, but you know, and, and again, we'll talk more about these in a minute. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but this goes to my point of things having to make sense in order to have one. So I get his point, but I don't think it, it applies completely throughout the conference.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately in the Western big six, like, yeah, like Quincy and Galesburg, I guess if they become the rivalry to play for a trophy Otherwise they're kind of on the outside looking in because the right. other rivalries naturally set themselves up.
1: Well, right. Like, and, this is not the greatest example in the moment, just in terms of competition over the past couple of years. Why does Rock Island and Rock Island Allman not play for something? Right. I understand in recent years, in terms of, of success on the field, in terms of enrollment, Rocky probably has the upper hand there, but there is no reason. There is no reason at all. Why those two being in the same town couldn't have something to play for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That one. And the one we'll, we'll jump right into it here. Yeah. Rock Island and Moline to right. me, when I think yep. of the Western big six and that's, I don't know, maybe some people will be offended that I didn't include all or I or didn't include East Moline, but, or United Township, but Rock Island and Moline always screams classic rivalry yep. i've just always yep. said like their colors the way they contrast on the field like when you get into it that image looks like classic football rivalry right i want a trophy for moline and rock island so don doxie suggested what was it the
1: mri cup yeah, the, yeah yeah the moline rock island cup okay or what i think it, it should be Yes. The room. I, I, I like, yeah. I don't I don't know what that would look like. <laughs> I'm, i mean, like Illinois and Ohio State play for the Illa buck, the lineite buck, and it's a turtle. Who cares? It's Awesome. <laughs> so I don't know what the room would be. Make it a boat. I don't care. Just make yeah. it something. Yeah. That's, that's a terrific name uh for for, for a makeup trophy here. But, um but but yeah, like like you said, there there's two schools. That have had competitive, you know, similarities where, you know, uh, both teams are going to win that side of the matchup. Um, but I could also see the side where it's already a big game; it doesn't need a trophy. So, like I, said, I get it, but that that to me would be a uh, a real obvious one if they were ever to create a trophy.
0: I so I got to give shout out to Tyler Wilhite on Twitter gave us that suggestion for the rune. Okay. And uh, I used to work with him at KWQC. Okay, fantastic director. He does great work. He did the highlight zone, and is one of the big reasons that they do yeah. such a good job. Okay, he- so so the
1: so the Rock-a-Roon nickname has been suggested by by multiple people. So that's got that's got legs.
0: Yep. So he was in on that, and then also Fernando Rower on Twitter also suggested that. So thank you to you guys for stepping up and making that suggestion because I completely agree. We also in the Western Big 6 had a suggestion for Geneseo Sterling. Dustin Kramer mm-hmm. stepped up and suggested Geneseo Sterling, I completely the, agree.
1: That's the been one of, the- of 88. What is that? Is that what they're both on 88 something
0: like that? Yeah. Now, is more on 80. Geneseo's more right on 80. Okay, I get, I get my Interstates mixed up. I've been I've been out of the Illinois game for a while. I don't know. Yeah. So Mitch, follow along with me here. Got you it. got Sterling and Geneseo okay what if they play for the stereo trophy so it's s-t-e-r-e-o the okay. stereo trophy
1: there's there's worse names greg like <laughs> i think of like the new more rockster basketball tournament like okay. <laughs> come yeah. on come on they don't even play it anymore but anyway yeah. um yeah i mean geneseo has like a big bell right they have a yes. big bell on their field yes okay. it, it, sterling i don't think they have anything but yeah there's again um i'm trying i'm trying yeah. here come on yeah no I, hey look because you don't want to you don't want to give
0: too much credit to one school so it's like do you go with like a war leaf like warriors and leafs go or ahead. uh you know a golden leaf that that's a banquet hall so that, you know like i don't know if that works but
1: now see what if it, yeah what if it was like a war leaf type of thing and it was like the Florida state Seminole like staff thing. Yes. See, We're getting okay. somewhere now. Um, yeah. Th- there, there's yeah. There's <laughs> golden warriors and, and leaves. It could be just this big maple leaf. That's made of bronze. Like why not?
0: Who but, but then I started thinking like, if you put like a maple leaf with the sterling, like okay. wings yeah. on it or okay. the feathers on it, but I think like both sides would be equally offended that you're combining their logos. Yeah, nobody want, wants yeah, that. If you, did so, Genese- yeah, if you did anything
1: with the Genesee? Yeah, you did anything with the Genesee O.G. It would immediately be shot down. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Instantly. They don't they don't want to combine their
0: logos. So how do you make right. a trophy? That's why the stereo trophy is perfect.
1: <laughs> what is it like a like a car stereo? What do you got?
0: No, it's like a boombox. Like let's <laughs> okay. get something like you know. Like a bronze boom box. They just,
1: they, they just hold it up above their heads when they win. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> what, what, what else you got in your suggestion box here?
0: As we're on the line? <laughs> well, Mitch, I'll, I'll default to you. I'll go to you next. What do you got? What
1: rivalries and what trophy names do you want to see? Okay. Here's the one that I said to you, and it makes no sense the more that I thought about it. Yep. Um, because in, in, in mythology history, these two are on the same side. But if you took like a Mendota, who is who is the Trojans, you took you took Morrison or any any horse nickname school, which I don't think there are any other ones. Take Morrison Mustangs. Yep. And you played for a Trojan horse. Right. Yes. Um, Or and you call it the Battle of Troy, which in in (laughs) mythology, uh, in mythology, the Greeks brought in the big Trojan horse. Everyone knows the story into the city of Troy. They took over the city. Uh, So in, in the story, those two teams are on the same side. Um, but, you know, why not? Yeah. Again, I, I go back to UCF and UConn. There's worse ideas out there than, than that. Um, what about uh, you could do A Town and BV, some sort of weather related rivalry? Or uh, now that, how now about, that West Carroll's back, now that West Carroll's back, they're the Thunder. Bring them in too. Why not? So, so A
0: Town and Bureau Valley can play for a weather radio, same as a stereo. You just make it smaller. It's just, you know, yep. it's in bronze. See? There you go.
1: Yeah. See who, whoever's listening to this makes these decisions, just, you know, hire us and we'll, we'll get this going.
0: Okay. Now, now a little more, okay. Getting back to a little more like some rivalries that could actually happen.
1: Yeah. Well, things that make sense. Yeah. Let's get back to that.
0: Yeah. What about, okay. Somewhere in the mix of Rockridge, Sherrard, mm-hmm. Orion, and Sherrard, Ori and Sherrard yeah. are so close to each other. Right. Like that one seems like a natural fit for a rivalry.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and just as we're throwing up more suggestions, uh, military polo, you know, yep. um, their, their uh, is that the is that, the
0: is that the battle of the blacktop? Is that what they call that game? Does it have a name? I don't know. I think so. I think it's just one stretch of road that divides, you we, know, that we separates. Gotta, yeah. We got to get,
1: we got to get coach Roble. Um, we got to get yep. him on this and we got to get this figured out. Um, uh, again, uh, all, all three of those, Rockridge-Sherrard, orange Sherard, Males-Rapolo, reasons why there could be a trophy that makes sense, and there just yep. isn't. Um, the other, the, so we talked about, to start this, Kiwani and Princeton,
0: the old NCIC classic rivalry. Yeah, right. But you also have Princeton and Spring Valley Hall is always been right. a huge rivalry. Yep. And then uh, Dan Beck on Twitter also suggested Spring Valley Hall and Mendota has -hmm. been a rivalry for years and they're now back together, you know, playing in the three rivers. So there's a lot of potential there too. So I think Mitch, at the end of the day, we just, whoever's listening, whoever is in a spot to man, just create that trophy. Let's, let's do it. And you know what? Hey, my my email address is open. My DMs are yeah, open on Twitter. Right. Let it, if you need advice, let us know, right?
1: Yeah. If you're if you and if you're listening and you have the Moline UT trophy, yeah, just, yeah. just let us know. We won't we won't spoil it. Just let us know. I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um yeah, that that's one that stings that there was one and no one knows where it is or or the backstory behind it. So we gotta if if we have a mission here for you know the rest of the year, <laughs> let's try and find that backstory and figure out where it went.
0: All right Mitch, before we wrap this all up, I got to go back in our notes. You had Fulton and Newman as a rivalry trophy. I have no idea. What's, what what
1: is the what is the Reverend I've, Matt Vander B Bleak I've, trophy? I saw it referenced in an article. I have never heard of that. So I don't know any backstory. Okay. There is no trophy there is no trophy that I know of that they've played for so what connects what
0: connects those two schools or we don't know yeah i
1: don't i don't even know it had to have been something with the reverend who uh had some sort of connection between both schools but i I don't know i just i I saw it in an article so there must be something behind it i've never heard of it i don't think it exists i don't think it exists
0: well i follow um cody cutter on twitter does fantastic work in the sock valley area covering news and sports throughout that area And he's, he's a historian of, you know, high school athletics. If anybody would know, he may have a lead on that. I may have to reach out to him and see if we know more about that. But uh, that's interesting. You put that note in there. I thought you knew something about that, but. Nope.
1: That's why there's four question marks next to that, Greg, (laughs) because I don't have
0: any idea what that Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, that will wrap it all up. If anyone is listening who has any pull, now you've heard it all. Let's get some rivalry trophies going. Mitch. Of all we've talked about, we need to see some trophies being hoisted at the end of a game that we could get, you know, on on camera on
1: video. I want to see some celebrations with trophies. Yeah, even even if they're old ones, even if there's you know some historical ones from the past that we missed or, or didn't know about, I would love to hear you know who what teams were involved, if there was a trophy, why it you know why it's not to, in existence anymore. Uh, so yeah, if anyone has any insight on that, let us know because we uh, we like to hear about that stuff. Yeah. Mitch, have you ever thought about getting like a
0: wooden shoe replica trophy to like put in your basement?
1: I hadn't thought about it until this second, but <laughs> yeah. I would imagine I would get a lot of questions about it if I had this <laughs> Dutch wooden shoe just hanging affixed to my wall. So well, na- naturally, you would just explain to family members it was well, a trophy. That's, that's when I hand them the picture or show them my LinkedIn profile. That's I right. mean, <laughs> now it's all coming together. That's right. But well, I was going to say you would just explain the story that it's a trophy
0: that was taken out of janitor's trunk and yeah. then shined up and made into a football rivalry. It'd be, yeah. So, it'd be a
1: conversation piece. There's no question about it.
0: Well, awesome Mitch. This was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who listens and Mitch, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. We're looking for sponsors. So we're, we're willing to be the official podcast of, pretty much anything so yeah. if there's anyone interested in sponsoring step up send an email to view from west pod send us a direct message on twitter you know we're 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 willing to be
1: the you know the official podcast of insert product insert whatever business i mean we're over a thousand followers now greg we got some pull in the area i think
0: Man, it totally caught me off guard. We, I was just scrolling one afternoon. I saw, oh my gosh, we're at nine ninety nine. It yeah. was it was perfect timing, and I now I'm blanking on. You know, somebody stepped up. There's there's a Twitter handle out there that stepped up and said, "I'll take care of it." And he did. So um, we appreciate that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Thanks for like you, like you said in the last episode. I think we're just over a year now that we've been doing this. So uh, cool. Cool to see, and and thanks for everyone for for listening and riding along on this on this journey with us.
0: Absolutely. Well, to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to go on about an every other week, every couple weeks schedule. So uh, we'll see you next time on View from the West podcast. That'll do it for this week's episode of View from the West. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to go out to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and subscribe so you can follow along and downloads will come automatically every week. You can follow along on Twitter at View from West Pod. You can also email me if you're interested in being a sponsor. View from Westpod at gmail.com.